Today we're going to be reading from Deuteronomy 6, verse 1 through 9. It's on page 285. These are the commandments, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commandments that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands, and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on, your, on the door frames of your houses, and on your gates. Today we're going to also be reading Matthew 22, verse 34 through 40. It's on page 1,535. Hearing that that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, one of them experienced in... An expert in law tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your, sh- with all your soul with- and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love the- your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Matthew 22 Verse 34 through 40. Good work, men. Thank you so much. We come around God's Word, and especially this morning, the theme branded with Christ and the sense of the verse uh, 5 in Deuteronomy. Uh, six, and then also Jesus taking up that verse in Matthew 22, that we are to love God with all our heart and soul and strength, it says in Deuteronomy, our strength and mind, it says in Matthew 22. So it's heart, soul, and we'll have both of them, mind and strength. So our, our whole self is, is what we're called to be, to be that focused heart, soul, mind, strength on Christ, to be that centered on him. So that's, that's our theme this morning, and that works itself out too in various ways. You've already, uh, if you went to the camporee, you did a bit of branding, right? I don't know, probably a lot of you have these. I think August made 1,300 of them or something, and so there's one left. Here it is. If you don't have one, you can take this one. We'll see if people still need one. But that's a sense 
of being branded with Christ. And that theme worked out in terms of our faith. I wanted to pick up on what Brad said already in relation to that. We don't, we don't have this physical brand so much, but that, that sense of branding that we are familiar with and we have these different brands. I have for you uh, the check mark here. Do we have it here? Yeah, there's a brand. You look at that and you think, yeah, that's shoes, sports equipment. It, it's a mark that identifies something else, even a whole lifestyle. Here I have another one here. This is an Apple company in BC that sells Apple. Or is this a computer company that sells phones and computers? We know what it is, right? It stands for a whole quality product technical things, phones and computers and tablets. Now, we can, we can get drawn into these brands. We are branded. And I just wanted to, to check with you in relation to even uh, very common brands. Two brands here. Okay, how many Coke drinkers do we have? Ah, and how many Pepsi drinkers? Oh, that's your brand, right? Your style. We can tell by what you're holding in your hand. So you become, you become part of a brand. You know who you are. Yeah, I'm a Coke drinker. I'm a Pepsi drinker. That sense of branding identifies us and draws us into certain actions and certain way of living. I'm not so sure about this. These two brands, are you familiar yeah, this is clothing brands, right? This is uh, Australian companies. Are you Australian? These come from Australia. But there is a sense you have to wear these rather than other things. And so the branding keeps going. How about when you grow up? and you need to purchase a truck, would you purchase a Ford? <laughs> or a Dodge? Yeah. Or a Chevy? Yeah. <laughs> you men are branded already. You're not even driving. What is up with that? It's something, how we become attached, right? We become known by, we become drawn in. I was going to talk about paint, green and red and yellow, but fights would break out. <laughs> so I'm not going to touch that either. But we become, we become so much part of this, this branding thing. So the point is, our minds, our attitudes get get focused in this way, and it develops into what's called brand loyalty. Brand loyalty. People are loyal, always supporting their brand. Can you see your brand here? Oh! <laughs> Isn't that something? You have your team. Wow, you are invested, right? This is the brand that you stand for and you cheer for 
and you go to and you collect things from. So there is a, there is a sense, again, we are loyal, loyal to the brand that, that is dear to us. It's passed on to us. We become part of it by the culture, by all of the advertising. That's just how we are. There's finally lifestyle branding. Lifestyle branding. And that's what companies, sports teams, try to get you to. That your whole lifestyle. One of the examples that's given is Harley Davidson. That it's a lifestyle in terms of what you drive, a motorbike, in terms of what you wear, leather, in terms of how you live, you're fairly rough and tough. It's, it's a lifestyle that, that you buy into, the lifestyle branding. I think we can be more familiar with uh, the Tim Hortons lifestyle brand. Are you going to Tim's or you're coming from Tim's or you're planning when you're going to be at Tim's? It's a lifestyle. You have your cup in your hand. All of life revolves around. So lifestyle branding is, is talked about in terms of brands and, and the loyalty and not going anywhere else and not buying anything else. That's the idea. This morning, we are looking at one brand, branded with Christ. And so the verse from Deuteronomy 5, oh, go back to Deuteronomy 5 for a minute. So that sense of loyalty, of love, and that sense of completely with your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your strength, that's the call that's before us in worshiping God who is above all, all the things of this culture, all the things of this life. And in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, very key to the people as they are starting in their walk with the Lord, that, that they are focused on that. The God who delivered them from Egypt, the God who has provided for them in the wilderness. They are at Mount Sinai. They are seeing and recognizing him at the center. He is the one, one central theme. Jesus picks that up in Matthew 22, that we are branded with Christ, the Son of God. Many of the companies that have these products that we know generally have spokespersons. Jesus, in a way, is a spokesperson for God. Like Sidney Crosby is a spokesperson for Gatorade. Jesus is a spokesperson for God. He says, this is who God is. This is how we follow him. This is how we serve him. And so that's why in Matthew 22, he, he just takes that verse out of Deuteronomy 6. He says, this is still our focus. This is completely who we need to be, serving God. That presence, that power, that love, that grace of God has to be at the center of our lives. So, so just to see what that looks like for you, number one, that we would be clothed, not with Billabong, Quicksilver, but with Christ. Galatians 3, 3 verse 27. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. So there's a sense of, of that's how we, we dress in the sense of, of thinking about, of behaving, our attitude, that we need to close ourselves with compassion and kindness. 
we have to have that sense of, of God working in us. Matthew 22, verse 38. We read a little further. You have the first command, love God. Second command, love your neighbor. That's really our clothing. Love your neighbor. That You're supposed to love your neighbor. Let me share with you, when I was a cadet, I have my cadet shirt on. I was a cadet once. I had a counselor. My cadet counselor was Menno Ilkema. Great guy. He took us around. I don't know. When you guys go out too, you jump in the car with your counselor, right? If you're going somewhere, you guys are driving here. We were driving with Menno. He had taught us well. We were just having a great time. I was in the back of my buddies. Uh, I remember with George and Dave, and there were a couple guys in the front. We were packed in, and we were driving down the highway. And uh, Menno, he was, he was keeping us going. I think we were late. Who knows? We were passing some people, and we thought, us guys in the back, we thought, as we pass the next car, we'll just look out the window, and we'll point at their tire. We'll point at their tire, as if it's flat or something, as if something's wrong. So men are driving, and we're in the back, and we come by, and it's a lady, and we're looking at her, we're looking very worried. We're pointing at her tire. Oh, and you know what? She pulls over. She stops, and we're killing ourselves in the back. Menno's driving. He looks in the rearview mirror. He says, the lady's stopping. I better stop and help. We say, no, don't (laughs) stop and help. Keep going, we're late. Menno stopped and helped. The lady said, those lousy kids. Menno said, what? Cadets? Yes. We were caught. That wasn't good. That wasn't good. You have to be good, kind and compassionate, treating people with love and respect. That's what we're supposed to do. We were taught a very valuable lesson that day by our counselor. I forget the punishment. I remember the crime, that's for sure. Next one, we want to be on Christ's team. That sense of of Christ calling us together. Not just supporting a team, but you are on Christ's team. As you you are branded with Christ, you are are given that team sweater. Do you have a jersey of your team? Yeah. Then you're part of that team, right? That sense of being part of Christ's team. Jesus says... Uh, in Colossians 1.18, Paul says about Jesus, he is the head, he's, he's the captain, the coach of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. So, so we have this truth in, in Christ that he has won the victory on the cross over sin and death. He is, he is supreme. And so that sense of being part of that winning team, being part of the body of Christ, being part of the church, and so that you're here this morning is part of that, and to continue to grow in the work of the church and ministry, lifting up the name of Christ, using our strength and our heart and our mind for him. Finally, to be dedicated to Christ in our way of life. 1 Corinthians 4.17, Paul is speaking to Timothy. Paul has learned from Christ himself. And it says in 1 Corinthians 4, 17, I'm sending you Timothy, my son. So he's passing it on. 
who is faithful in the Lord, he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. So there's a, there's a sense of Timothy saw it in Paul, and now the people in Corinth are going to see it in Timothy, how faith is lived out as a church, as Christians, as believers. And so that reality comes to us as well, that you as cadets, young men, see it in your leaders, and that leaders together in the church see it in each other, and that we continue to be that example in our way of life, our way of life. And that sense of way of life includes our identity in Christ, that we have an identity. Who are you? I am a child of God. I am one whose sins have been forgiven in Jesus' name. That's who I am. That's my identity. And we focus our energy on following Christ, that that's part of who we are, investing our time and resources in terms of ministry, church, volunteering as cadet leaders, helping as cadets in the church and doing other things. And finally, to fulfill our mission, to bring others to Christ. And that's the sense of our Christian witness to the world around us, that we want to make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, that we want to share, teach with them, teach them about who Christ is, what he has done. So Jesus continues to call us to have joy in him, to make him the center, that as we do that, our lives, our lives are solidly centered too. We can have that confidence, that assurance as we go forward, seeing him at work by his spirit in his church in our lives, lifting us up and working in and through us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that you can be and call us to be part of your great work of salvation through Jesus Christ. We pray that the love of Christ would direct each of our attitudes every day in every way, that we would be compassionate, trustworthy, loyal, that people would know that there's something different about us because we follow you. Lord Jesus, guide us as your team, that we would be an active part of your church, that we would serve you where you have placed us and let our whole lifestyle be defined by our faith, that biblical message that you are God over all and you, Lord Jesus, are the Savior, that with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, we would serve you each day. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to...